Welcome to the Dreamy CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Fan, your business and marketing mentor. Join me and the best guest speakers to talk all things business, marketing, and sales, leaning into self-care and lots about being an entrepreneur. So grab a coffee and tune in. I just wanted to welcome Summer today. Summer is a business and marketing strategist for online service providers. Hi, Summer. How are you? Hey, it, I'm doing so good. I'm so excited to talk to you and chat about what we're going to talk about. Yay, amazing. So tell us more about, you know, um, who you are, your business and, um, you know, your journey as an entrepreneur today. Yeah, so essentially, um, my name is Summer Sharma. I am the founder of Zari.co. Um, and essentially, I'm a business uh, mentor and marketing strategist for service providers. You can be online or in person, it doesn't matter. But my biggest thing is like having a very um, sustainable business that will eventually lead you to creating your own empire. Like, I am all for breaking generational curses. Um, first gen over here. And I just want people to be wealthy, like crazy wealthy. So that's like my whole stitch uh, and what I do. Um, and in general, just the way I got to business was not, um, I don't, I don't know if it's a normal way, but it was the way that I did. So grew up first gen um, as like, actually an immigrant. So I immigrated to America from India and unlike most um, of my Indian friends, they were like extremely wealthy, like all the doctors, lawyers and all that great stuff. So awesome. Shout out to them and their families. But I grew up like super poor. Um, so it was like that dichotomy that I couldn't like understand or meet them in like where they were at as like wealthy Indian Americans. And I was like, I'm just going to be here, but love them to pieces. So I grew up thinking like being poor wasn't poor. Like it was just my life. And I was like, this is great. Like I love the 99 cent store. Let's freaking get it. Like, so it was just great. And then growing up, I was like, I'm just going to, you know, go to college, be a lawyer. Ergo, I decided in college, I don't want to be a lawyer. Like I truly don't want this. I interned for lawyers and did everything. And I was like, wow, I genuinely don't want this. I just thought that I had to have it. So in my last year of college, I was like, well, what do I want to do with my life? How am I actually going to make money? And I realized that I didn't like listening to people, essentially. And I didn't like want to be told what to do because I had jobs ever since I was 16 years old. And I had had it. So at like 23, I was like, what can I do for myself? And I initially started my business as a copywriter, was a copywriter for like two years. And then I realized, look, there are so many people out there who have amazing businesses who literally can't afford to hire me as a copywriter and pay me those big prices. And I saw all of my copywriter friends um, had to like tear their business down or like break it down about like three months after they started, because we all got into the same program, copywriting program together, and they had to close their business and go back to their regular job. And when I asked them, like, what happened? They were like, well, I don't know how to get clients. And I was like, there is a huge need in the market for this. Like, there are so many people who 
have these dreams, goals, and ambitions, and they just like literally can't do it because it's that catch 22. Like I need clients to make money, but I need money to pay people to teach me how to get clients. So it's like, where do you even start? And so I kind of like said, okay, while I'm good as a copywriter, I need to transition and really meet my people where I'm at. And I started like coaching people um, for their business and marketing because um, in the same time I was like going to college to be a lawyer, I was on the side, a marketer. So I have like almost nine-ish years of experience as a marketer. And I was like, I'm just not focusing where these people need me to. So I pivoted and transitioned, served about 20 clients within like my first three months of business. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is what truly lights me up. I thought copy, at first I thought lawyer was it. Then I thought copywriter was it. And now I'm like, I literally don't want to do anything else for the rest of my life. So that's like my transition in my journey as to like how I even found entrepreneurship. And now I'm like, I'm literally not going back. I really love that for you. And I feel like we can relate in so many ways, like, um, you know, pre um, entrepreneurship journey of like, going to school for this path of what seems to be like the right thing to do that our Asian parents have been like telling us, you should be a lawyer, a doctor, or, you know, um, in a professional setting and in, in what traditional um, life would look like in corporate America, Canada, um, the Western society. And I feel like I could really, really relate to you in the sense of like growing up poor, <laughs> like just growing up with very little um, opportunities in that way. And I feel like there was this immense pressure to go to school um, and it's, of course, an amazing privilege to be able to do that. But there's this immense pressure of having to do that so we can support our parents, you know, down the line, because that is what was like secure, like that's what was secure and like foolproof, essentially, like risk free. Literally. And I feel like there was so much pressure to uphold this dream and idea, which is very fair in the fact of like our parents came from pretty much nothing right um and you know they immigrated and of course you immigrated as well to this new country with new opportunities and everything feels so new and foreign right um yeah so my parents were entrepreneurs as well but it came from a place of necessity versus passion so in a country where you know they english wasn't their strong suit of course and they were trying to navigate this new language this new way of life um it came out of necessity which meant they were so against me at first becoming an entrepreneur because of all the ups and downs that come with it right so i'm sure that conversation and navigating that conversation with your parents was tough can you tell us more about you know like what that experience was for you to navigate that conversation with with your family and friends even oh sure like I have always in a way like been the black sheep of my family I'm just like you know like I I know what I have I've always kind of generally known what I wanted and really quickly just to touch on the fact that you're saying like we were it's, it's a weird spot to be in when you grow up poor and 
when you're looking at your life, you like take your parents along with you for the journey in a way because you feel like whatever you accomplish, they also accomplish it and you can like give it to them somehow it like through osmosis it passes through because like my literally the entire reason I went I put myself through college got the scholarships did like 12 hour days of work and school was literally so I could have money to pay or like have money just in case my my mom or my family needed it and even being a lawyer I was like literally when I was I was like when I make so much money I can give them half of it and they will be fine. That was like my thought process. So navigating the conversation, first off, I didn't have a conversation with my mom when I first started um, because she has always been a supporter of mine in a way. However, it was, I, it was such an immense amount of responsibility. Like if I fail, I don't have anyone to fall back on because I am in a way providing for my fallback. So if I, if I'm not making money, they're not making money. And not only do I suffer, like they suffer. So I was working on my entrepreneurship actually while I was, uh, I don't know, I don't tell a lot of people, but like I worked for the police department um, as a medical officer. So 12 hour days, uh, 12 hour shifts, sometimes 16 hours on top of going to school. So I had a full-time job, school, two internships, and I was trying to do my business. And I was just like, okay, in my head, I was like, I just need to make this happen. I can't talk to anyone about it until it happens. So it wasn't until like recently, I've been an entrepreneur for like, I've been in the business for like three plus years. And it wasn't until like late last year, late 2022, that I actually told my mom, hey, I have this business. And she's like, what do you mean you have a business? I'm like, well, I've been working on this thing for like three years. I have this business. So and she was like, oh, that's cool. You know, like that Asian response, like, oh, great. I don't know what that means, but great for you. And so that was that was essentially how I navigated that conversation, because truly, I never had a conversation. I just knew that I couldn't come to the table and have this conversation unless I had something to bring already. So like I, like I said, I didn't even tell them I was going to go work for the police department until I got that job past the probation period. And like, I, I got it. You know what I mean? Like, that was that was the navigating part for me. I love that for you. And the thing is, like, it there's so much like pressure along with it, like you said, like being that provider as well. In a way, we have to like celebrate it with our family when we've quote unquote made it right because there's this that security that actually comes from it. Um, And I, I really loved that you were able to like, lean on your family for support in that way, like with your mom. Um, and you know typically the responses are not like you know like oh that's amazing good for you all of these things and but it also we know that it comes from love of like how's this gonna work out asking questions and such and it's honestly like even having open conversations about it i feel like goes a really long way and of course you know everyone's relationships are different with their parents but um 
yeah, I remember like telling my mom and this was before I even landed a client because um, I dropped out of school, right? So I dropped out of school and I moved in with my boyfriend, which is very um, untraditional. Like again, like you said, like the yeah. black sheep of the family, very untraditional um, as, you know, um, Asian, um, American, Asian, Canadian. And the thing is like, you know, it it, it was scary <laughs> having that conversation <laughs> with my parents like oh, hey guys sure. I dropped out of school um I moved in with my boyfriend I'm starting a business but um I do have to work you know part-time to like sustain myself financially because you know I moved out out of my home at like 18 years old and then just haven't looked back since so I'm like I'm don't worry I'm financially um supporting myself working part-time in the restaurant industry and they're like what is going on you know you were going to school to become you know a speech language pathologist and now you are working at a burrito bar <laughs> you know and moved in with your boyfriend and dropped out of school what is going on so and you know again like everyone's paths are different and i just like what got me through that and i'm sure like you probably feel the same thing kind of like this is exactly where i need to be right now to get to where i want to be and I remember, I love that. yeah, and I remember navigating this conversation with my dad because he was a lot more open with um, entrepreneurship because he followed, you know, um, his heart. He loved cooking. So he opened a restaurant. He loved farming um, and agriculture. So, you know, he, um, you know, went into that field as well. Um, so I remember like a year before even starting my business, I'm like, I just really want to be an entrepreneur. I just really want an amazing community. And I just really want to like preach and be excited about something. And, you know, he said, yeah, like you should, you know, be passionate about what you do. And that in itself was just like, okay, that's permission to do whatever yeah, I want. Like, thank really. you. I'm taking that and I'm running. Like, don't yeah. ask me another question. You said it. <laughs> exactly. So I think like, of course, and even this goes to anyone who like, isn't even first gen or, you know, just navigating this conversation with your friends and family of being an entrepreneur, because there's so much positive, but also negative connotation that comes with it, right? Like, are you sure it's going to work out? You know, like, this really isn't the time for that. Or, you know, just like conversations like that, that can really be so detrimental in the early stages of our business, right? Um, so, you know, did you ever have any of those things come up for you um, when you first started? Yeah, so that's actually, uh, that topic is, is a fun one because you're right like we're we're already battling ourselves like we don't even know where our next paycheck is coming from when we're first starting and it's like when other people almost hear that or see that they're like well why are you doing this you sound crazy and it's like well I know I have to be half crazy to do this but like let me just do it okay um but okay so it was funny because when I first started my um, my journey in entrepreneurship, kind of like you, I finished up college and I moved across country to Florida to be with my boy at the time boyfriend turned husband like th four months later. But I remember we were still like 
in the beginning stages. And I told him, I want to be a copywriter. I went in the course and I did everything. And for about like three months while I was studying it, he he wasn't rude about it. Like I love him to death, but he was he didn't understand it. And he was like, so when do you start like making money and getting clients? And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, like you're right, but ouch. Um, and then since then he's understood, like it's a journey, it's a process, like he's seen the ups and downs and stuff like that. But also my, my mom too, she was like, so you got one client. This is when I first started. She's like, okay, you got one client. When's the next one coming in? And I'm like, do you, ma'am, do you understand how difficult this was to get one? Like all the demons I've battled to just get this one person, like, don't come at me. And of course I was really sensitive at the time, but, um, just, I I feel like with my friends personally they've been extremely supportive because they've always known like if I said I'm gonna do something I'm gonna figure out a way to go do that thing and I've always had that way about me so and I've been like I said like like you've said actually at 18 I moved out as well and I never looked back since so I've truly been with my friends almost as an, a young adult and an adult more than my mom or, or anyone. So they really know me in a way. And so they knew they were like, okay, someone's going to go start a business, whatever that looks like, you're going to do it. But navigating the conversations when people I loved and was really close to was like, well, well, that doesn't, you know, like basically what they were saying is like, you're telling me this, but that doesn't sound like success yet. And it's like, I'm trying to get to that point. Um, so I just personally, I just had to sit with myself and say, you know what, I have to grind. I have, I can't take what they're saying to heart because it comes out of love and it comes out of support, even though I'm not hearing it that way. Um, but even with the haters, like who genuinely were like, you're never going to make it. I'm like, bet now, now, as much as I want it, I'm going to do it also to like prove you wrong. And is that a little toxic? Maybe, but it helps me get through things and I love it. So I, I just love the competition behind it too. I love the game. I love what you said of just like watch, you know, and I think like that is a huge motivator as well when you're especially very competitive with yourself. And of course, it's not the most healthiest thing to do, but I, I would say like whatever gets you going, like gets you going. Right. And um, I, I really loved that. Um, you had these conversations with, you know, um, your boyfriend at the time um, and your your mom. The thing is, like, I think that's a huge part of entrepreneurship is taking what people say, of course, your loved ones as well, what they say with a grain of salt, because they don't understand as you know, you're an entrepreneur, right? Because things are are different. We have to kind of like invest a lot of time, energy into it in the early stages. And it's hard. We are being tested every single so day with our business. It's hard. And of course, like um, the community that comes with it, your, you know, um, your clients that you get to serve, like there's so many amazing wins, but there's also like things that are really tough to navigate. And I feel like in, I would say early stages 
but any stage within your business, I think it's important to navigate these conversations with other entrepreneurs and other people within your your niche, your community in the online space, or maybe you have friends or family who are entrepreneurs as well in real li- in in person. I guess you say like in your inner circle, um, but. I think that's it's really important to have these conversations um, in a more toned down version with those who might not understand exactly all of the courses that all of the things that kind of go into running, growing and scaling a business. Right. One hundred percent. Like I remember when I first uh, invested in a business mentor, like loved the experience, loved it. Like I will do that again. But I remember um, when I first did it and it was like a lot of money and I was so scared and it had been some time in my business because I was I was pivoting so and I didn't know how to pivot correctly. So I needed help with that. And my husband was like, OK, you got it like you can do this like this is all if this is what you need, this is what you need. And it was it was so great to like hear those words, because like you said, like you do have to have you just sit down and have conversations because people who aren't entrepreneurs don't understand essentially what goes into it, the labor of love that goes into it. So they can't understand like, oh, it's a down season or it's a slow season. Like they know what those words kind of mean, but they don't know what it's like to experience it. And especially when you're in the first beginning stages of business, it's difficult to it's difficult to extract yourself from the process and not take it personal because it's a personal endeavor almost. So when you're not getting clients, when you're not making those, hitting those money goals and stuff like that, or it's taking longer than you expect it to, like it's hard for some younger, I I wouldn't say younger entrepreneurs, but like entrepreneurs who haven't had as much um, pushback at any stage. It's easy to look at yourself and be like, oh my gosh, I'm the problem. Is it me? You know, and it's like, no, it's you're not the problem. It's you have to navigate the system and you have to have conversations with that with your clients. Right. You're a business mentor. Also, like we have to have those conversations with our clients like you're not the problem. Let's look at your system. Let's look at your business as an external entity without taking personal hits to yourself, because that does not help anyone move forward. I totally agree with you. And I think that like. Being an entrepreneur, you learn so many things about yourself and how that affects your business. And it's important to, again, have that division, but also know that this is like, this is your canvas. Your business is more so your canvas versus your entity, right? And I feel like, and let me know if this is, if you can relate, but being a first gen entrepreneur, um, I really struggled to make business investments in the early stages because of the money scarcity mindset that came with it because any money, basically any money coming in, and I grew up with this mindset of being taught by this from my parents is, you know, you need to save all of your money, right? You shouldn't, you every penny, you shouldn't splurge, save it for a rainy day because it'll come. And that really trickled into how I invested in my business. Do you feel, did you feel that or do you feel that as well? Every day to this day, like I've been in business for three years and it took me months 
to even think about hiring a business mentor, even though I knew like everyone who's successful has one, I couldn't like virtually swipe my card. I was, I was struggled like nobody's business because you're right. Like we're, we're taught from a scare, a place of scarcity in everything, right? Like for me, it was scarcity of food. It was scarcity of uh, money. It was scarcity of like, um, almost even identity too. Like I, I was raised, uh, here, um, because my parent, my dad mostly was like, no, you have to get a, completely assimilate to the American culture. So I was like, okay, I guess like, I can't even, you know, I can't even be Indian. I can't even, I can't, I, there are lots of, I can't, and you shouldn't instead of, oh, look at it as an opportunity and see what happens after the fact. So you're right. Like, operating from a place of scarcity, especially in business, like it's so detrimental. And the way you have to look at business instead, in my opinion, is like, okay, what can I consume that will add value to me and my business instead of I'm just going to take on all of the responsibility to everything myself, the cheapest way possible. And still, you know, the the result is nothing that you you could like want or need because you're not that person for that role. So to, that was a long-winded answer to say, yes, I struggled. I sometimes continue to struggle, um, but it's something I'm working on, especially with, you know, like maybe you can relate like the background we've had collectively. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like I get this question a lot of the fact that, you know, like, do you even struggle with imposter syndrome? Like, because, you know, I see that you have everything put together, you know, like you're showing up, doing your thing. And do you ever feel imposter syndrome or have limiting mindset things that go on in running your business all the time? Right. And the same all the time and all like the same imposter syndrome, scarcity mindset, um, with, you know, investing in my business, all of those things still come up from three years ago when I first started my business. But the thing is, as you grow your business, as you like learn more things about yourself, as you are more self-aware, self-reflective, it just becomes easier to deal with. It becomes easier to navigate. And um, I think the thing is like, running a business and being an entrepreneur is just like an uphill journey right and you know there's ups and downs and i feel like i loved what you said and you know it's just so important to just recognize that it's it's a journey right you kind of come back to it but you're always working on it right constantly always like like you said it's an uphill journey all the time your triggers will always be your triggers unless you take the time to like sit on it and think about it and unpack it. And that's just something that you will continuously have to do, whether it's in life or business or whatever, just continuous growth on yourself to understand and evolve into a better person and a better business owner and a better leader. Like as time moves on, that's why in my opinion, constantly like investing in your mind, body, like soul is so important because if you're trying to show up as someone who's not healed, not um, aware, uh, just 
reacting all the time. It's like, how can you afford in a way to be a leader for someone else who's literally in the same position you are? You're not, you're evolved. You're not evolved at all. So you can't help, you can't bring them to the other side of like almost enlightenment. So yeah, I think, I think it's important to understand like, and take some time to focus on yourself, see what you struggle with and one thing that has helped me move forward a lot is just being really confident in who I am, what I like and what I don't like. And just knowing those three things has helped me like sift out what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And I don't mean like always emotionally because emotionally we can be all over the place, but I mean like okay, what is going to move the needle forward, either in my business, in my personal life, in my happiness, or in my like mindset, and just looking at it, and almost in a way like extracting emotion from a lot of things really helps you sit and think like, oh, is this worth my time? Or is it not worth my time? And I'm not saying like, walk around like a computer all the time. But when we're in the beginning stages of like, triggers, unhealed trauma all this stuff like you can't always rely on your emotions especially as a business owner but that's just my take on it what do you think I love that I think like it's important to reflect on your emotions but not let them dictate all the moves that you're making within your business and be able to kind of like separate from like analytical and also emotions and have that balance within your business. I think like always like sit with your thoughts and emotions and how you feel, um, sleep on it, right? And come back the next day and just kind of figure out, you know, is this something I really need to shift? Is this something that is just how I'm feeling right now, right? I like to say like, not everything is like set in stone and like emotions come and go. It's just like a cloudy day. The still, the sky's still blue, but it's just the clouds are here right now. And I think um, that just like really helps navigate the emotions and the analytical business moves that you're making. Um, a thought that just came up was that, you know, being a first gen, entrepreneur, I think that it really helps us navigate our clients and be very empathetic towards your client's first business investments or, you know, like your community and be able to connect with people because as a business mentor, I feel like this is a great way for us to support our clients, to help them like create the business of their dreams and be able to change the path of their life and their business and have that all reflect. And of course it feels very like heavy loaded in that way, but remembering like who you are and having your morals and your lived experiences be able to help you with your approach as a business mentor, I feel like that really makes us who we are when navigating um you know supporting our clients and such and of course like every one of our clients come from a different you know place in the world's different experiences everyone is different of course with different you know lived experiences and such but i think that navigate this from a place of empathy and understanding through our lived experiences what are your thoughts on this oh absolutely i I love my background. I love 
all of the hardships that I personally I've been through and I love that I can almost meet people where they're at because I've I've been at the place where I've had a full-time job while running a business I was a student at one point while trying to run a business like all the fears and emotions that come with the backgrounds that we have it it helps because we can understand like I can almost read your mind like you're thinking this because you're in this situation I know because I was right with you like and it's not fake in a way it's and I'm not saying people are fake but it's it's truly not fake like that's why in my business I pour my heart and soul and you do too like you you know you don't even charge extra for consultations for your one-on-one clients like that comes from a place of love that comes from a place of I am like taking your success as seriously as if it were my own because I literally know what it feels like to have that amounting pressure on you like the other day I talked to someone who just randomly reached out to me and she was like I'm a student my family's in debt and we're really poor and I'm basically in a nutshell she's like I'm the one who's going to like be making money for us and I was like I was right where you're at so I gave her a detailed explanation that cut out so much time that unfortunately I took to come to a conclusion of what I wanted to do in business and I just gave it to her I was like do this and you'll be totally fine reach out to me when you're ready and it's just understanding like some people like you said are living paycheck to paycheck they don't have they want the goal their dreams and desires so bad but they just they literally don't have the money to get there so how do you navigate that what do you offer in your business for me I offer like a multitude of things that allow people to book where they're at and where I can also meet them at and it's just understanding like money understanding position understanding almost like power and dichotomy in their life like do they feel helpless how do they feel right now to eventually get them to the transformation that they want. So yeah, I think the background bit is extremely important. And for me, um, I look for, I look always to work with people, not with similar backgrounds, but similar struggles, because it's like, I can understand that and I can truly help you in my opinion. I love that for you. I think that like, even when potential clients or ideal clients are not ready to make that investment with you. I think to have this abundance amount of resource and be able to like put your time forward in your content, in free resources and such goes such a long way because, you know, just because they're not at a place to make these investments within their business right now doesn't mean that their ambition isn't there. It doesn't mean the, their momentum and their their goals and their drive isn't there and they are prioritizing their time to you know start their business grow their business and scale their business and um that's why like i just love our community and i love our industry because majority of you know us in this industry are so supportive of one of one of another (laughs) each other and um, there we go and then um you know we this space just really doesn't come from a space of judgment and i feel like that's what i really love about you know um our our industry because it allows a gateway for for us women to just like 
create a business of our dreams and be able to pave a path of a different reality of our lives. And it's just really inspiring. And being able to hear your story and even having our conversation today is is truly amazing. And um, I just want to kind of ask you, um, you know, how um, those who are listening are able to work with you where um, they can find you and um, all of that amazing stuff. Oh, thank you. Okay, well, first off, it's been amazing to talk to you. Like, I always see your content on Instagram. And I'm like, I just want like you I let like it's just it's vibes all the way and I was like she she feels me we're on the same page so it's like really cool to be here talking to you right now um and how people can find me so yeah um at zari.co so z-a-r-r-i.co my website is just z-a-r-r-i.co like that's the website too so you can book with me um I do one-on-one client work Um, And also I do done for you omni-channel marketing. So I literally will take all of your marketing blog posts, Instagram and um, emails, and I will do it all. That's obviously for people who have super established businesses. um, And they're just like, please take this off my hands. The one-on-one business mentorship is for people who are looking to either get their first foundation of business with a service and scale to like 10 to 15K months. Or if they want to learn how to expand their business with multiple offers um, and they just need help creating a marketing and business plan around that too. So either way, my DMs are always open on Instagram um, or however you want to reach out to me. Um, but that's that's where I'm at. Amazing. I will definitely tag um, all of your socials um, and links in the show notes. But thank you so much for being here, Summer. I really enjoyed our conversation together. And um, thank you so much for sharing your your business journey, your personal journey, and all the amazing, you know, advice that you had for those who are tuning in today. Thank you so much, Vicky. I'll talk to you soon. It's been awesome being here. Thank you for tuning in to the Dreamy CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Vicky Fan, and I've loved sharing my journey and the stories of other amazing women entrepreneurs with you. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, keep thriving as that entrepreneur, my friend.